Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your mega preview pod for this week's American Express. It's storylines, it's best bets, and it's that pesky one and done. Joining me to break it all down, Patrick McDonald is here. And Patrick, you were just telling me all the great hot spots to hit up in San Diego and Scottsdale so that I can be young again. Oh, wow. yeah. Yeah, Rick, you got a long winter ahead of you. As Ned Stark would say, winter is coming. And, and Rick, you're right right in the middle of the storm. Uh, I'm pumped for you, though, to go out west, check out all the young hip bars of San Diego and Scottsdale. And uh, yeah, but first we got to talk about the American Express, obviously. Of course we do. Kyle Pointer is here, KP. He was he was acting like I'm awake past 930 at night. It was wild stuff earlier. <laughs> Uh, Patrick's living in a different world than you and I are, Rick. It's it's uh, he doesn't understand the trials and tribulations of being in your thirties, and Ugh. you know you gotta you gotta. We're waking up in the middle of the night to go pee. We're we're getting we're you know you can't you can't be out until until one in the morning. No, by the I way, I haven't seen that time in a long. It's been a while. But okay, two things. One, if I stay up until. Like uh, there, there have been moments over the last year or there have been days mostly on golf trips really, or, or to like cover events where I'll stay up till two in the morning. And I like, I, you do that in college all the time. Right. And now you're like, I think I was in a, I, th- I think I, somebody like hit me last. I think I was in a fight last night. Played a football game. That's <laughs> what it feels like. I, I've lived different lives. The the life that it <laughs> can can be can be awake at two a.m. and uh, my current my my second life uh, cannot. And I'm I'm okay with that. My second thing is I'm sorry if you're watching on YouTube and I look like Tiger at like the PGA Championship in, at uh, <laughs> at Bell Reeve in the middle of August right now. I just got done with a, a workout. NBD, I work out, and uh, I'm just, I'm still sweating, so I'm sorry. Got a good good lather going right now. Yeah, I'm I'm proud you mentioned it. (laughs) Yeah, I just had to own it. I mean, that's the thing with stuff like that. People, yeah, if you don't mention it, it, the chat will. Exactly. So you just got to own it off the top, and we'll go from there. Breaking news. Oh, well, it's not that breaking. Maybe it's more like. Uh Big news <laughs> coming out of the world of golf. Liv reportedly has a TV deal. The network, you ask, <laughs> is the CW. Uh, Patrick, we'll start here with you because I'm sure Kyle will have some takes. SBG alluded to this last year at the end of last year in December. Uh, other outlets reporting it today. David Faraday kind of spilled the beans on this uh, in some media thing that he did a couple of days ago. The CW seems like the home for Liv. Yeah, I mean, they've got 
a lot of good programming, as is you think about. Name the, one. The All American. Name another. Um, I know we have the list in the outline, and That's I, was, why you I, I, I was reading through it, and it legitimately looked like a job posting, like uh, classifieds in a newspaper. It was like family mm. law, uh, the Walker, All American, um, and then I guess live now. Uh, but yeah, I mean, shout out to SBJ for the prediction coming true. That's pretty impressive. I'm, I'm gonna say, and uh, it's interesting. I, I think we mentioned it kind of at the start that. CW 20 or 12 and a half percent CBS 12 and a half is Warner. And I'm interested to see kind of how the PJ tour is feeling right now. Obviously 75% is next our media and they were the ones who made the deal, but you got two tour partners in there where, you know, they, they might get a share. I, I doubt they're going to make money the first year, but the potential is there where two tour partners are kind of with live, so to speak right now. The wait, c- hold on. CBS owns 12% of CW. CW stands for CBS and Warner. Like that was the creation of the network, and then they sold it off in 2022. Do you know um, how many tweets I'm gonna get? <laughs> <laughs> Did you tweet about it? Well, you no, are, well, you're I already just, a live shill. Yeah, that is true. Well, I can't tell. I, I forgot which side I'm on at this point, <laughs> but um. People are going to lose their minds. The CBS own. Well, here's the funny thing though: Live is paying CW or is paying CBS right now, right? Yeah. So it's seventy five percent Nextstar, and then twelve and a half CBS, twelve and a half Warner. I did not know that. The current. That's the breaking news, Rick. That is the breaking news. Yeah. I mean, if you and if you look at if you look at um like Paramount or like CBS Viacom, like the parent company, you'd be, you'd be pretty surprised at all the different things that they are. There's like a million different networks underneath this, but you're right. I mean, so out of the gate, KP, this is, this is uh, what live paying CW. Cause apparently they're not getting paid for this. Right. And, but the live is going to sell the road ads, continue to do the production and maintain the production costs. At least that's the report as of right now. Yeah, uh, just to get this out of the way, I will. It's easy to make fun of the CW uh, or, or their programming. I will ride for One Tree Hill, and oh. I will ride for uh, Gilmore Girls. Okay. Both of those tremendous for different reasons. One Tree Hill, sneaky like top five intro song ever. Gavin yeah, it, I I I watched so many episodes of One Tree Hill in college which is probably not a good thing to admit on YouTube. But <laughs> so a couple of things here. I think <clears throat> this is sort of mission accomplished for live, right? The, uh, and listen, like there's going to be jokes on Twitter because that's what, ha- that's what happens on Twitter about live being on CW, but this is what they were going for. And I don't, they don't, I, I don't, I don't know. People get wound up about like, Oh, they're paying to have their product on TV. And I, I understand why that's easy to make fun of, but it's also on TV, right? Like that, I think sometimes you have to sort of, they're trying to accelerate, um, they're accelerating the bootstrapping of their own business, right? And I think this is a way to do it. So I, I'm, I don't think that's something that's worthy of being made fun of. I will say... <laughs> 
Rick, it's really intriguing to me that uh, like I, <laughs> them being on YouTube, people made fun of that too. I actually think like the distribution there is is interesting, and and I feel like going to the CW, going to this sort of traditional TV model, it sort of is like hiding how bad their product is because I think I think companies will just um, pay for advertising for the programming that's on a traditional TV network. And they're they're not really very for, we're not dealing with brands that are super forward thinking. Right. And so I feel like in, in like, there's this weird thing where live to kind of go against the grain should have stayed on YouTube, but at the same time, like their numbers on YouTube were so bad that they couldn't really afford to do so. If that makes sense. Right. So I, I also love the YouTube model, obviously. I, right? Yeah, yeah. It's super easy to pull up on my phone or via my Apple TV or Roku or anything, any device that can that can show video. I have YouTube available on, so like I'm I'm cool with that. Uh, the the traditional model, right, will allow for you'll you're you're going to start to hear things that are like, well, you don't the YouTube views aren't everything because they're also on cable. And you're going to hear things like, oh, CW, that reaches 100 million U.S. households. That's right. That's right. You're going to hear a lot of that. There are there is going to be some immediate revenue stream, uh, which right now there is not really any revenue. Stream. There will be an immediate revenue stream because there's a lot of ad buys that are just like, hey, these 15 networks at these times that are all kind of the same, the CW and some other network like CW and this one, like we'll just buy across all of them. There's kind of these bulk buys that happen in, in TV deals. So there'll be a little bit of revenue as well. So th- it, 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 yeah, I don't think it's like, oh, mission accomplished. We, we got everything we needed, but it's like we can answer questions better and make us look more um real competent competent yeah yeah Yeah. like legitimate i i think you know if like if we were starting a golf league which i don't recommend to anybody uh i i think the model would be hey let's throw it on youtube let's get Callaway or TaylorMade or Tide, whoever to sponsor it. Obviously, I mean, part of the problem is those, like a lot of these brands won't touch live, especially as like a, almost a, a title sponsor. Cause like the, the way to do it is to be on YouTube, to get a title sponsor, to do what soccer does, throw that logo in the top right or the bottom left of the screen. And that's a huge disruptor to an entity like the PGA Tour, which has a or, or the European Tour, any golf that's on TV, which has a ton of commercials. All of a sudden, you are differentiating yourself in a massive way uh, to, to these other uh, golf entities, and yet they strangely couldn't afford to do that because brands wouldn't touch them, and because it was almost embarrassing how bad their numbers on youtube were and it just like that just wasn't working for them so i don't know i i'm i think it's interesting i don't know that it changes much about the way that i feel about liv's future i i gotta say to both y'all and i'm interested in y'all's feedback these last three or four months have made me kind of feel more pessimistic about 
lives future as an entity. There just hasn't been the movement that I thought. There hasn't been the sort of rustling around that I thought that Liv has kind of became, become known for. And I, I just, is this thing going to exist in three years? The last three months have made me think no. I'd agree with that, especially when you think about the timeline of the contracts, them losing their, uh, what's his face quit the, um, the team guy, the guy who was in charge of selling all the teams, right? Yeah. They've lost multiple executives in the last couple of months. Yeah. Um, I forget his like real title, but his main thing was he was in charge of like selling the four aces, but the franchise guy, whatever. Um, and if that guy quit and that was your main revenue stream that you were planning on he obviously saw something that wasn't gonna work out in the future so he abandoned ship right rats don't rats don't jump uh jump on sinking ships usually so wait what's uh, that phrase rats don't jump on sinking ships they don't jump on they jump off rats jump off sinking yeah rats jump off sinking ships i wasn't trying to catch you i just i haven't heard that phrase that's interesting rats jump off sinking ships that's it. okay i got caught in the phrase um <laughs> you actually you just flipped it it was it's still yeah, meant i think the same it, thing. i think you said I, it correctly i read you it last rats night don't jump book, on actually rats don't what jump book? on uh the silent patient oh you got, is that you good? gotta read it oh my gosh psychological thriller okay insane i got i'm gonna put more, it on my good reads right now more into fiction this year because of you guys um but back to live some some more fiction um <laughs> Uh, no, I do agree with you, Kyle, where they haven't really garnered any top talent. There's been the report about Mito, but let's be real. Mito Pereira is not really going to do a whole lot for them in terms of getting attra- attention and attraction. And I'm interested to see kind of the Saudi international coming up. Uh, obviously, there are reports that someone like a Cameron Young uh, is playing over there, got the waiver signed from the PGA Tour and h- how that's going. Because that's pretty much going to be their preseason event, even though it's not technically live. I think all the guys are in the field. Uh, so I'm interested to see if, if that gets any attention as well. And, and if it doesn't, that could be a foretelling of their year. A couple of things. The, we, I've stood strong with the idea that if they are not constantly adding to the roster, they're toast. Mm-hmm. Which will TBD, right? They're not going to start playing it till February. Maybe they'll announce a couple more before then. The other problem is they ha- all of the best parts that they had, the stuff that I, Rick, thought was the coolest, they've entirely screwed up, right? The teams, uh, basically letting these guys pick their own teams. Why are they not redrafting every year? Why are we not talking about free agent movement right now why are we not talking about trades or what the draft order is going to be when you take four or five months off between the end of your season and the start of your season and there is nothing to talk about you are stupid right the nfl is a year-round product it is training camp it is preseason you have everything through the super bowl and then we start talking about the draft order and i'm not saying that Any other sports organization needs to be the NFL. They are amazing, but they have found a way to be relevant 12 months here. Well, and I think in addition to that, that was sort of their ethos, right? It's not as if they had to go out of their way to drum that up. That's what they're all about. And they have a real opportunity 
or had a real opportunity to say, Hey, if you're sick of watching, you know, Seamus power hit three irons at the RSM, here's some like actually interesting off the field stuff that's going on. And uh, like, listen, I'm super critical of live and I wish that it didn't exist and all this other stuff, but like they, like the, there is an opportunity there. The, the PGA tour is not, I mean, I've been tweeting about this. We talked about it a bunch last year, Rick, like PGA tour is not infallible. They do a lot of things that I think are just not smart and not, and just from a business perspective and live is just, they're not, I don't know, man. Like they're, they have like whiffed on their first off season. I, I got to say nothing's yeah. happened. They're, the, I, the only thing that they have done since their final event is tweet out the top 50 shots of the year, five every week. That is all they've done. They, literally nothing has happened. I mean, I should be – the three of us should be getting DMs from people at Live that are like, hey, you know who was kind of sniffing around over here? Whether it's right, true, yeah. like, like, matter, it, it, right. yeah, like that, that's the, and they did a great job at it. I think the thing that's weird is they did that for nine straight months and now they haven't done it at all. Yeah. It, it kind of goes back to the first ever tournament, London, where they didn't even like broadcast the draft, like the most compelling part of it. They just left to the side. How about, how about the draft started and two of the teams already had three guys on their roster? Yeah, that is true. Yeah, that <laughs> <laughs> the best part. The best part they blew. I just want to know: are we are the team names changing? Like they should be talking about that. Like that that should be like a week's worth of talking yeah. points. I'd, I'd be paying like influencers to do all like like those Instagram influencers and everyone be like, oh my god, four aces are turning into the five aces now <laughs> or something. <laughs> I mean, Bubba said his team was going to be, they were going to have a new logo and a different team name. But that again, that I heard that in August and I haven't heard anything else. It doesn't seem for as, for as, and there were times last year where they seemed really disorganized, but I actually thought to take it back to the sort of uh, production, that was pretty organized. Like they did a really good job of getting all that organized in a short amount of time. But with these executives leaving, with no chatter, with nothing like like it's just been really quiet. Even the bots haven't been coming after us. Uh, it seems like there's something else going on. Either there's disorganization or disagreement or something. And I'm going to be curious, Rick, when there's going to be somebody that went to live that's like, yeah, I'm good. I'm done with this. I actually want to go back and play the European tour or the PGA tour or whatever that is going to happen. And I can't wait to see who it is and how it plays out. Cause it's going to be a mess. My guess is I'd say Neiman when he's like 27 or 26 or 27. I forgot Neiman went. That sucks. I like Neiman. Yeah. It could be, it could be Bryson. <laughs> that that would be sick because Bryson is a bridge burner, baby. And God, I hope God. He, that would give us just content for months. If he, if he could try <laughs> I to do, come back. I do need him back. Oh. <laughs> here incredible. are here are the top Phoenix. ten shows. Top ten shows on the CW: The American, The American Homecoming, Walker, sure. The Winchesters. Uh, number five, DC's Star Girl. That actually got canceled this year. That was the number five. I, I hate that. R.I.P. Yeah, Kung Fu, 
Walker, independence. Number eight, family law. Number nine, coroner. Number 10, professionals. Sounds like a job listing. Mm. Professionals, coroner, family law. (laughs) Seriously. Uh, Five of the top seven players in the world are in Palm Springs this week for the American Express. A lot of chatter about how good this field is, Kyle. Yeah. And why so good? Why so good? Why? Why is this field so good? Yeah, so I have a theory about this. So, and again, this is is a little complicated because the PGA Tour is, to be fair, I was texting with somebody about this today. I think the PGA Tour is a little bit uh, in this purgatorial year where it's not the old PGA Tour, but they haven't gotten to the fresh 2024 this is no wrap around you know that whole thing and so it's it's a weird year and so i don't i don't like a lot of this stuff is changing on the fly and everything but as far as i understand you have to play uh you have to play 20 events and and that's the top 20 guys to receive or i guess it was like what 23 guys got pit money because they used two different lists and the whole thing is (laughs) we don't need to go down that path but uh, to put to get your pit money you have to play the 17 so 13 elevated four majors and three non-elevated so that's 20 total well i went back and looked up the top 10 guys from 2022 and looked at events they played in the calendar year 2022 for the 2021 2022 season and the the top 10 guys only averaged 18 events they didn't they didn't get to 20 which is not surprising right you you, you some of those guys did get to 20 but they did it in the previous fall so it wasn't it wasn't the calendar year which is kind of which is what we're talking about this year so they averaged 18 events and so you're seeing, I think, guys having to add some events on average to their schedules. Uh, John Rahm only played 18. Rory played 15. Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head. I think Zalatoris played 18. He got hurt. JT played 18. So, so guys are having to add events to their schedule. And I think Patrick made this point. I think they're doing it early in the year because you get pretty jammed up in late February, March, April, May, it's just really like tight. And then I don't think they like want to play that much in the summer. Cause you're traveling to the open you're, you're kind of moving around more. You got the playoffs that are, that are consolidated. So that's the reason I think, I think you're basically just seeing guys add a couple events to their schedule. And the result is you get, and I didn't really see this coming. I guess I should have, but the result is you get better non-elevated event fields. Do you agree with that, Rick? Yeah, I mean, it makes sense, right? If they have to play a couple more times and what are the natural places to go, uh, right, as Patrick, I think he tweeted it out, like Palm Springs in January versus Detroit in, what is it, Patrick, June or July it, during all the everything else that's going on is like a way better scenario. Yeah, Detroit's after the U.S. Open and the Travelers, and that's you got to go from L.A., to Connecticut. So you're going coast to coast and then you go to Detroit. Probably not. And then you also have like these Texas guys where if they want to play their home events, right. Uh, Spieth talked about it here in South Carolina, where you're going to have to go five in a row. You got the Byron colonial, and then you got Wells Fargo PGA Memorial as well. Uh, so if, if you don't really add this event, you, you kind of put yourself in your summer. Uh, it's, it's pretty cramped. So I'm really interested to see what 
Rory McIlroy does when it comes down to it. Uh, will the DP World Tour and PGA Tour, I think, Kyle, you've made this point where are these DP World Tour events going to count as well? Because they have to play for the Ryder Cup, obviously, and Rory's playing in the desert next week. Mm-hmm. Like That's something that might have to come across the table. I'm sure it's been discussed, and it, it might have to kind of come to fruition here soon. Is uh, Okay, so one thing I heard was that, <laughs> and again, uh, who knows? One thing I heard is that you might be able to if you don't get to 20 this year. Now, I, th- I think I have some confusion over whether this year includes the fall. I'm like not sure. The, the I'm CJ sure Cup. I think it's like, case by case. <laughs> if, if Rory's one short, sure. if Rory's for one sure. short, yeah. Zozo counts. It's, it's for sure case by case. <laughs> I think it was a CJ Cup that he played. Oh, but, and the Zozo, uh, maybe. maybe. <laughs> and that might count as well. Yeah. There was a Rory in the field, probably. Yeah. <laughs> So the thing that I heard is that if you don't get to 20 this year, they might roll it over to next year, which is <laughs> rollover minutes, baby. Yeah. You're, you're, and listen, I, I, I give the PGA Tour a hard time about a lot of stuff. This, you're kind of making it up as you go, which I, I empathize with. Like, I'm, that's not necessarily a critique. It just makes it, it makes it difficult to understand. And I'm actually really surprised at how little attention they've sort of given to all of this like this is a big deal like the elevated schedule is a big deal and there's been i mean jay monahan did like a tiny media thing at kapalua and that's it he tried to change the name kyle he tried to say they're designated events not elevated we can't even get on the same page about what we're calling he's up does okay so patrick touched on (laughs) yeah took the pledge uh patrick (laughs) touched on this i think that I think eventually players, the top players are going to push back on, Hey, I know we agreed to this 20 event thing, but lives kind of dying out. I don't really want to play 20 events. I think there, I think what's going to happen. I have, this is not inside knowledge. I've not talked to anybody. This is a prediction. I think eventually they're going to go to, they're going to add an elevated event. So there'll be an 18 uh, elevated event slate, 14 PGA tour events, four majors, uh, 18 makes sense. Right. And and it's an influx of 20, $25 million. If you, could, well, I guess it would be the difference between 25 million and uh, whatever, like what's the Sony purse? Eight, eight, eight. So an influx of $17 million or whatever. And I think you're going to see, and this is what, this is sort of the point I was trying to make last week at the Sony. I think you're, as time goes on, you're going to see more and more disparity between the elevated and the non-elevated. And, and I know that looks like a dumb prediction this week because the AMX is really good. But I think what's eventually going to happen is those guys are just either going to say, hey, we like John Rahm's going to say, I have to have DP world tour events included in my 20, or I, I just, I can't play 25 times a year. And John, and as we saw last year, these guys hold all the power. They can, they can make the rules up as they go and they should. And I, I just think there's going to become more disparity over time between the elevated and non-elevated. Yeah. And I think we'll, I mean, we'll see it this summer for sure where these guys are going to want their rest for major championships. You know, if they want to play the week before majors, like some do fine, but yeah, some tournaments like the three M open Wyndham. I mean, we've seen them before. They haven't drawn great fields and they're definitely not going to, even with this. 
Uh, I had an idea, but I'm not sure it's a great idea anymore. Um, Half-baked. Let's let's hear it. They should have to commit to their schedule completely in advance. Here's what it is. Like you submit your schedule in December? A fantasy draft for their scheduling with all the top 20 players and air it. Uh, Yeah. Good watch. (laughs) I think that they should – I think that, yeah, December 15th, we should know where the top players are playing in the following year, which would allow for all these places to sell tickets, all these all these people to start making plans. They probably generally know, and I think put a little pressure on them to not pull out the week before or whatever. You know what I mean? Like if you're going to commit something, commit to it. And let us plan this out. Let us see where everybody's going to be. And then you can start the, – the fact that the field comes out Friday at 5 and these guys who are not in the field or maybe on the border like don't know if they're going to play. There are the, – to put on a tournament, there is like six months of advanced work and you find out the Friday prior who's actually going to show up. It's pretty crazy that this happens. It is. Yeah. Patrick, you got anything on that? Uh, I, th- I think they should draft. I, I kind of just spoke it out there, but the more I thought about it in this 10 second frame, I kind of like it where each of these non elevated normal events, sorry, designated, um, <laughs> you get like three or four spots and then you draft and then you just fill them out. It's like, Oh, sorry. First four picks went to Palm, uh, Palm Springs. Can't go to the Amex anymore. Could you imagine a schedule a schedule release show? Especially, it would be really cool too if it if they really did rotate the designated events because then you could be like, okay, here's Rory's schedule release. Yeah, boom, he's going to Blaine, Minnesota. Like, let's go. It it probably would not be able to happen because you're taking power away from the players, right? You're you're forcing them into into doing something that they would have to arrive at that decision on their own. And I don't, I don't know if there was a, there was a, there was an impetus behind why they arrived at this current, the elevated decision. I don't know if they would see the benefit of that or if there is one for them, I, I would love it. And I actually think Patrick is onto something where let's say you have to play the, I know I just advocate. Well, my prediction is that they're going to add an elevated event and those guys won't have to play the non-elevated. But if it stays like it is right now where you have to play three non-elevated, you could do it by, hey, if you finish number one in the FedEx Cup, you get you get first pick. You just you line up your three selections. And once once those selections are gone. Yeah. But the, the thing is like the tour is not going to say, Oh, well there's too many stars at the Amex. We can't, <laughs> we can't have any more. Right. Like I, it's a, it, like the, the, the concept of it is, is fascinating and really good. The way the execution of it, I don't think would ever would be able to happen. So, sorry, Sam Burns, you actually got to go to Detroit this summer, <laughs> and then and then they do the live shot on Sam Burns finding out he has to go to Detroit in the summer. <laughs> Remember when the Sixers drafted Joel Embiid and he was on like a thirty second delay, so they're like Joel Embiid, and they cut to him and he was like, <laughs> you're, "You're Sixers." I just sat there for so long, <laughs> and everyone was like, "Oh my god, he's so upset." That that's what I want to see.
That would be that would be sick. Pro am this week. Get rid of the pro ams. I agree with that wholeheartedly. One um, A scrambles. One B pro ams. I'm just I, I I don't like the course rotations. I, I don't like. I mean, these rounds are going to be what like six and a half hours long, maybe. Yeah, I actually think it's so. It is weird because we are in a a completely. It, it feels like a different industry now kp it feels like the world of like professional golf is so different that to say hey we can do three courses and we can get 150 golfers plus who the hell knows how many more amateurs out there just make it 450 professional golfers i would much rather that i mean there's a lot of deserving there's a lot of deserving guys right i mean we talk about it all the time Throw the top hundred college golfers from last year in this field. Let's do it. Would would watch. Would be fascinated. Uh, can you imagine Josh Allen having to like throw out routes to the Subway CEO <laughs> in like week three of the NFL? I mean yeah. that that's it. That's absurd. Yeah, Bill and Murray I hitting it. the A gap. I, I I get it. Like that's your sort of. It's one of your revenue streams. Yeah, or, or, or it's like a it's like a funnel into one of your revenue streams. But I, it, it's just, it's not cool. It's not. It, it doesn't. It doesn't scream. Hey, we're a big time organization that performs at a high level. They 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 have programs every Wednesday. Great. Get rid that, of those too. Oh yeah, well that's <laughs> I, I agree, but that's that's definitely oh, yeah. like a revenue. I can get behind that. <laughs> that's a revenue thing, but like I, I, it is actually, it is tough to watch. I, I don't know. I just I don't see the place for it in this game. I, I mean, I, I made this point last year. You, you've got Pebble Beach, one of the iconic venues in the United States, and guys don't go. Don't, guys, you've got you've got this this thing that you should have an elite event at every year and guys don't go there in part because you've got the Samsung, you know, chief uh, information officer paired with Tom Hoagie and Tom Hoagie's like, yeah, I'm good. Well, Tom Hoagie won it last year. So that's a bad example, but it, 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 it's, it's, I don't know. There's so, I just, I don't love it. And I get, there's probably a PGA tour person or executive that could say, Hey, here's the 10 reasons that this is actually great for our business. And I would have no recourse there. But if I'm just from the outside, looking in, focusing on product, 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 making your product as good as possible, that's not one thing. I I mean, that would be one of the first things that I would eliminate. Here's the secret. The best way to increase the value of your business is improve the product and or service that is like the number one thing i feel like we've been yelling that for five years <laughs> <laughs> apparently it's it's you know hard for hard for some to understand that, that's it just just improve the product just make it better and yeah, it's simple better. why don't you just simply improve the product <laughs> i do think I, I i did a twitter thread on this today i think the tour is in a really hard spot with sponsors right now because you've got these elevated events and then these other events are like, what about me? I'm paying $8 million. I thought, you know, all these different things. I I don't 
like if 28 PGA Tour events just disappeared and became glorified corn ferry events and had a $2 million purse, like, listen, I'm sorry. I don't care if Harry Higgs makes 300 grand instead of one and a half million. I mean, he does and he should, but as somebody who cares about the product of the PGA Tour, it doesn't it doesn't matter to me. Like all of, all of the focus and time and energy and, and everything should be poured into the premium product, which you can't imagine if the NFL was 50 weeks a year, that would be instant. Nobody, it would be, it would be so devalued. Right. And the tour is like, Nope, we're going to do 50 weeks a year and all the events are going to have almost the same amount of points. So they're all the same. And it's just like, that is, that's just not a good way to build a, a, fan base or a a premium product remove the call it facebook remove the oh american express sean parker sean parker in virginia uh oh there you go yes social network okay let's do our best bets and our one and done but first uh, uh, we got to pay the bills we'll hear from our partners and we'll be right back and we're back best bets this is where we head on over to Caesars. We pick a matchup. We pick a finishing position, any one of our choice, and two separate outrights. Then producer Troy very generously offers us a money ball best bet that we can put anything we want on the board. Let's start with our matchups. Patrick, we'll start with you. What have you opted for this week for the American Express? Oh, man. I, I kind of have a bone to pick. I'm down $300 quick. Um, yeah, do we have the standings available? Because uh, I want to show Patrick's. Yeah, there you go. So yeah, I'm I'm over ten right now. And funny, Sorry. I write an article for Sportsline every Monday morning, and we're we're up money on the season somehow. And I just pick a couple bets from that article for this show. I can't pick right. Um, so this one, Will Zalatoris minus one ten over Sung J M. Uh, Last 12 months, Will Zalatoris, number one proximity, 150 to 200. Top 10 from one, uh, 100 to 150. And Sung Jae coming off a really bad missed cut at the Sony Open. Kind of surprising. I know he has a good history here uh, for like top 15 finishes, but I like Will Zalatoris' upside and floor a bit more than Sung Jae's uh, at this price, minus 110. Uh, Zalatoris got it. You're like the Cowboys kicker last night, Patrick. Oh for, oh. Oh for 10 here. <laughs> oh, man. That the look, hurts. The look that he gave when he finally made one was like, I don't Is he going to get fired? Is he out? Are you talking about me? <laughs> no, you're good. You have I, good I job hope, security. I hope not. That would be really bad for me. Uh, no, the Cowboys, the, the kicker. I heard they, they can't were, take him to San Francisco, can they? I heard they were working out. You definitely got to work out, people. You cannot go. You cannot be in the NFL playoffs if you can't make an extra point. I mean, not just one, but four. I can't believe they gave him four tries too. I'm stunned they gave him four cracks at it. I was imagine if that was a close game. My God. Oh, it would have been. I mean, it was great theater. It was like Lexi, right? It was like Lexi. Sorry, in in a major down the stretch. You're like, I don't know what's going to happen. It's going to be fascinating. It's kind of drive by on Lexi. Sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no stuff. All right. Back to the board. Zal Torres over Sung J MKP. You're going with the Dartist, the Flusher. 
<laughs> Tom Hoagie over Cam Davis. Yeah, I, yeah. Cam Davis uh, has been he's been fine. Uh, I just Hoagie's been one of the best. I mean, we've been saying this for six months, but he's been. Is Tom Hoagie going to make the Ryder Cup team? No. Um. I mean, he might. Who'd you pick? Who? Uh, who would you th- give between Montgomery and Hoagie? Who would you say? I would take Hoagie. You would. I mean, are you like as a prediction, or if I'm the captain? If you're captain, twelfth. I would guy. take. I would take Hoagie. Okay. I think. I mean, I could see some turnover at the bottom of that team. It's it's a little Jimmy Walker ish, right? Where he goes to Glen Eagles in fourteen after he wins. Uh, you know, a bunch of times in Hawaii, like that, that's the feel that it has to it. But yeah, Hoagie's been a great iron player, uh, over the last six months. And I'm just going to, just going to ride with, uh, with the Hoag. That's your boy. I love him. First Henny, now Hoagie. <laughs> Dominic wants to know, would you, if you were out there missing Henny. the field goals, would you rather your teammates be angry at you or give you the quote, pity pats on the back and say it's okay no angry like yeah. the the pity pat that's patronizing <laughs> like if i got on here and was well if i got on here and missed 10 best bets in a row <laughs> you'd be patrick <laughs> i would be patrick and i would want you guys to be telling producer troy like get the guy get this guy the hell out of here like he's <laughs> terrible I'm kidding, Patrick, but I think we're, we're too soft as a society. Like we can't handle criticism and like legit feedback. Yeah. Imagine Dak Prescott being like giving him a pal, like it's okay, pal, you got it. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Not. Yeah. It was tough. I went with Siwoo Kim over Andrew Putnam. Siwoo Kim is the dog. Plus 100 to Andrew Putnam's minus 120. I, this is an absolute trap I'm walking into. This doesn't make any sense. This is the guy who was the best player on earth last year, who's been great at this event. So is Putnam, but Siwoo Kim is, is a much better player than Andrew Putnam is. And this is an absolute trap I'm stepping into. And put, well, Putnam was kind of in it last week. I think it might be a little bit of the theory where once the guy kind of scales the mountain, the next week he might drop off a little and Putnam will just kind of keep scaling the mountain. I don't, I can't remember where he finished last week. I think it was top 10. Yeah, it was pretty, yeah, he I might have been four or something like that. He putted, he gained like 10 strokes putting. It was lights out. Yeah, yeah. so I'm with you. I w- would <laughs> be on the Kim side, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I, I do agree with you. It feels like a like a sucker bet. Yeah, uh, Rick, I, I have bad news for you. Also, I love that bet as well. Oh, <laughs> definite, definite trap. Then, uh, all right, I went with JT Post in top ten. This is probably one of the longer ones that I've done. Plus six hundred. Uh, Poston has finished T twenty one in three straight starts. He's been hitting it really well. Hasn't putted as well as he can, but he generally putts well at this event. So I'm looking for him to put those two together. Patrick, find me a top twenty, please. Jason Day, uh, top 23 to 1, fifth in approach last six months, had, had a pretty good fall there, uh, played well in the desert of Las Vegas, T8 at the Shriners, uh, eighth in proximity from 150, 175 over the last half year as well, and tends to pop in California every now and again. Uh, so hopefully he has the vibes of Cali are with him and he plays par five as well. 
uh, as well. And so each course has four of them. So that's going to be key. So I, I like that price at three to one. Jason Day loves a pro am. Mm-hmm. Top twenty plus three to plus three hundred for Jason Day to finish there. How about you, Kyle? I I have given you. This is not a pity pat. This is a real strong pat on the back for going down the board and finding yourself. Who, please? Ben Taylor. Yes, sir. The, the Englishman. Yes, sir. Uh, he's been great. I think he's got either two or three straight top 20s. Uh, a little bit of a of a long shot here, but uh, we're going for some... We're going for some value. I, I, I like him at four to one to finish in the top. I'm a little concerned at how good the field is. I wish it was a little, not a little worse, but it's okay. I think we'll be, uh, I think we'll be okay here. Outright's KPL stick right here with you. One of your golfers is 11 to one. One is 20 to one. Where'd you go? I got Cantlay and and uh, Cam Young. So Cantlay is like obviously he plays really well at this golf course. The Cam Young thing, I I almost and I'm curious about what Patrick says. I, I almost feel like I'm just gonna try to fit him in here until he wins, and maybe that's dumb, but it just is like it seems so close to happening. He finished third. I think at Kapalua, he was third in his start before that. I'm a little up in the air about where his game is at just because we haven't seen him very much over the last two or three months. But he's a little bit of just an auto plug-in, especially in a a non-elevated event for me right here. Yeah, I I agree with that too. So I'll just go, Rick. Um, So yeah, Cam Young, 20-1 to for me. And I think last year, I think the finish wasn't good. I maybe 40th but he entered the final round three off the lead 77 on sunday and uh yeah i mean he just makes a ton of birdies he's good on par fives irons are good the putt it's really the putter um sometimes it can be pretty bad but i'm hoping the kapalua start kind of got him into gear and then another guy who seems to be winning uh very soon is uh sahith thigal at 55 to one he uh number admittingly he could definitely like finish last in this field if, if he really wanted to. But at the same time, he could contend. <laughs> They're equal probabilities, I think. Uh, Cali boy, desert experience. He was there in Phoenix last year. Uh, and so this is more of a gut play because the numbers have not been working out for me recently. So I'm going with the gut and it's telling me the gala at 55 to one. Very professional of you, Patrick, just to take the reins there and do your outrights without a cue. That was well done. I'm learning. Thank you. I went with Will Zalatoris, 22 to 1. Too long. Just too long. Just too good. And Brian Harmon, who was 18 to 1 last week at a place that hasn't really been all that good to him. And now he goes to a place that is a lot better for him. And he mm. is 40 to 1. This is, we might see his name again here in a minute. Yeah, we're going to see his name a lot. Uh, best bets. This is where we can get anything in the whole wide world that we want as long as it is offered at Caesar Sportsbook. And KP. You have done it again. You wow! You have not wow! You have doubled down on one of your previous wagers. What? Which one was it? I think it was Ben Taylor. I, I don't. Uh, it is. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I forgot what I put in there. I I did it only thirty minutes ago and I already forgot. <laughs> uh, so just for some context here, T four at the Sony, okay. T twenty one at the RSM didn't put it very well third at the Houston open. And these are, these are, these are performances that are 
it's statistically sustainable. It's there's no like, I mean, he putted it fairly well at Sony and, and Houston open, but really he did the majority of his work, uh, in at least at the Sony and in, uh, ball striking. So he's been, he's been hitting the golf ball really well. And, uh, yeah, I just, I like him here at, at four to one. I went with Callum Taron top 20, six to one. It's probably the longest best bet I've ever, I've ever made, but this dude either misses the cut or finishes top 20 played well at the RSM classic. Uh, he is, he's the two, the two skill sets you want approach play putting. That's your guy, Callum Taron, top 20. Patrick, you too have opted to double down. Well, is Alec Torres minus 110 over Sung JM? I almost just said like F it and went for Cam Young at 20 to 1. Um, but cooler heads prevailed. Uh, we'll see if I regret it later. And hopefully doubling down, we get off the schneid here uh, with this matchup. Callum Taron, top 20. Will Zalatoris over Sung and Ben Taylor, top 20. Those are the best bets for the week. One final thing to do, gentlemen. We are going to consider and reveal our one and done selections. But first, Kyle's going to turn on or off his air conditioning, and we are going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. And we're back. What was it, Kyle? It was what was off. that beat? Off. off. Yeah. I had to cool down from the workout. thought yeah. it was a fire alarm. Low battery. He's, you think he's got a remote for his fire? Oh, you thought it was just... The, I saw him beach, reach for you it. Know. <laughs> yeah. One and done. The controversial one and done. There are a lot of similar selections. I will tell you that before we reveal them. I will tell you that only one of us, and they are present on this show, is a lone wolf. It's actually not true. There's two of us, but one of us here is a lone wolf. It's not me. It's not me. <laughs> so that only leaves <laughs> who Mr. could Patrick. it be? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that ruled it out pretty quickly. All right, reveal the big board. In order. Yes, in order. The fan the fans are in the basement. The fans. $213,333 have gone with Brian Harmon and both our Kyles, Kyle M and you, Kyle P, have gone with Brian Harmon. Well, you, you know how I feel about being linked with the fans. I don't, I don't enjoy that, but I do feel I am. I mean, Brian Harmon. I think four of his last five have been top twenty or twenty-two or something like that. Uh, each of his last two here, sorry, four of his last five at this event each of his last two in the top five he's playing pretty i mean he's playing like some really underrated golf overall i was looking at the best uh players and strokes gained over the last six months he's kind of in the conversation there i think he's like top i want to say 15 or 20 something like that so it's not a sexy name but i think he's gonna have a good week the fans have 213,000. kyle m has 257 that's eighth and seventh out of eight, but you, Kyle, you're you have two point seven million. You're in second, so the Brian Harmons are on the ends of the standings right now. Well, I, I'm I'm interested that more people didn't pick. This, this is this is a weird. It is hard to look at Brian Harmon's putter. By the way, it's, it looks like a Tesla car. Uh, it 
It's, uh, I forgot what I was going to say. Sorry. I'm surprised more people didn't go with like a, I mean, Xander's hard to pick because who knows, but with a Cantlay or a Scheffler or, uh, you know, somebody like that it's hard, in a, man. in a, in a lesser, uh, in, in a non-elevated event, it is hard because it's a good field. It's, it's kind of a weird spot this week and there's not a, a ton of money compared to the elevated events at stake. Yeah, two and a half times the purse is coming for like travelers yeah. and RBC heritage. And, you know, so it's, it's, it's tough. Myself, currently in sixth place, Sia Najad, currently in fifth place, and Greg Ducharme, currently in fourth place. So literally the middle of the board has gone with Tom Hokie. Now, Patrick, I was very concerned about this because Sia has been the mushiest of mushes for the last 18 months. He, he kind of got back uh, back on the horse, though. He was on Corey Connors last week, correct? So uh, maybe, maybe, maybe he'll be okay. Maybe he'll be okay. All right. Fingers yeah. crossed. I'm worried about it. <laughs> Patrick, you sit right there in third place, and you have found yourself as the lone wolf. And it is with a young Cameron Young. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty surprised he wasn't uh, picked at least one other time. But two things. One, I got a little heat for my J.J. Spawn pick last week. Mm. I, on Friday night, I was celebrating the victory. I'm not going to lie. I, I totally- was super impressed on Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> and then two, I also got a little heat for saying, well, you know, Tom Kim might miss a cut. You never know. So... I think there's there's something brewing in the McDonald household for this one and right now. Uh, go I ahead. Have to ask you, there's been a guy who comes in here at like literally as the show ends every single episode and we're already done who says, what's McDonald's favorite McDonald's order? He says it every time. So w- let's just get it out of the way now. Okay. So I let myself go to McDonald's once a year, January 1st. I always go to McDonald's. You're kidding. Are you no. serious? Yeah. <laughs> I always go to McDonald's and it Ser- is this is a real thing. Yeah. It's like Once a year. New Year's Day, go to McDonald's. <laughs> Don't I mean you can't really start the year off worse, I guess no. technically. No. Um so it's all up from there. And it's usually a double cheeseburger mm-hmm. and not a not a double uh not a McDouble, a double cheeseburger. They're different. Not a lot of people know that. Uh and 10-piece McNugget with uh, a Sprite, obviously. Could I make a suggestion? Yeah. Why don't you do that on December 31st and then start the year like in a good way instead of starting your year in a bad way? Well, it's more like it started with like me and my dad. Like we'd both be – I mean this was – well, like he'd be like hungover. He'd be like, all right, you're mm-hmm. grabbing McDonald's for me. This is yeah. what I'm getting. And so I'd, I'd get myself some too. So it's a little little tradition going that on. That makes more sense. Yeah. That makes more sense. Okay. <laughs> there you go. All right. So that guy doesn't have to ask that question mm-hmm. uh, any longer. Cam Young for Patrick. And Mark. <laughs> Mark is so flustered, Kyle. So we are so we are so deep in Mark in Mark's head right now. He at uh, 2 Eastern, which, by the way, our picks need to be in at 5 o'clock Eastern. 5 o'clock. We have got him so worried, Kyle, that he fought, snap fired off a, a text to the group chat. Oh, my gosh. Just got back from morning golf lessons. 
Am I too late to submit a pick? See Woo Kim. And he just throws it all out there. He is flustered. Wow. Well, I wasn't on that thread, so I don't know. <laughs> no, I wasn't right. either. This is tough. Oh, my God. This is a tough seed. Wow. Who, who's on there? So he probably me. has producer Jacob still on there. So it's, uh, <laughs> it's Troy. It's me. It's Greg. And actually, it's a number I don't have, which seems suspicious it, to me. It's probably his lawyer. <laughs> it's probably Patrick Reed's lawyer. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's so good. Uh, yeah, I. It, I mean, in theory, it's a good pick, right? Because, like you said, Siwoo Dom like is really good here. But I'm I'm a little. I mean that that. Uh, the Putnam Siwoo thing has me a little shook. I, I don't know what to think about Siwoo this week. I'm so scared. <laughs> we gotta find <laughs> sounds like it. We who's this? What's what's the two three nine area code? Southwest Florida. That doesn't help narrow it down with these guys. Who could that be? Hmm. Naples. I don't know who that is. So oh, that, Tiger. That was he, he looped in tiger, yeah. tiger on his maybe it was Siwoo, just like looping in Siwoo. So hey, I got you, I got you this week. That's um, awesome. All right. So Mark went with Siwoo. So here we go. In order from top to bottom. Mark 2.7 million. Siwoo Kim. Kyle, 2.7 million. Brian Harmon. Patrick, 379,000. Cam Young. Greg, 338,000. Tom Hoagie. Sia, 338,000. Tom Hoagie. Rick, 265,000. Tom Hoagie. Kyle M, 257,000. Brian Harmon. The fans, 213,000. Brian Harmon. That's the recap. Quickly before we get out of here. Akshay Batia is three shots off the lead trying to defend his title on the Corn Ferry Tour event. There's one round. It finishes up tomorrow on Wednesday. We were trying to figure out yesterday if uh, anyone has ever successfully defended a Corn Ferry title. Because in theory, mm. if you've won or you've played well, you've probably been promoted, which you obviously haven't come back and defended. And even if you didn't, winning again is pretty hard. Mm -hmm. We think we might have one answer, maybe. Any ideas, boys? Um, I feel like it's got to be the like it long year, to, like yeah. the COVID year. Um, Patrick is on to something. Um, but I, I couldn't tell you who. But somebody just, won like somebody won a bunch that year. But they. Yeah, well, somebody, someone won somebody, twice. <laughs> someone won at least the same event twice. <laughs> no, somebody won like three or four times, I think. I don't know if it's the same person, but I – was it um, – uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, Carl Jan? No. Ooh. It's not a bad guess, though. Um, I will tell you, if this helps, they are a rookie this year, which means they obviously were a year behind. Montgomery. Yeah, it's got to be, uh, right. Is it it's Montgomery? be Taylor Montgomery. Yes. 26, boy. Yeah, we think he won the 2020-2021 uh, Nevada Classic or whatever it's called, and then he missed out. Yeah, he was like the 26th guy. 
didn't get mm-hmm. in. And then now he got his card, obviously. Yep. Huh. I think that's the only instance of it. It's pretty hard to do. The more you know. The more you know. Anything else before we get out of here? Uh, world number it. one. Go ahead. <clears throat> I just saw a tweet that uh, said uh, Liv finally landed Rory with a, a gif of uh, Rory Gilmore from Gilmore Girls. <laughs> Rachel says the CW LOL will it be between Martin and a very special One Tree Hill <laughs> hey I don't need One Tree Hill slander will not be tolerated in on the first cut KP will wake up from a nap and boom lives on his TV <laughs> yeah. yeah I was in college that's what would happen so um, but world number one watch I believe that uh, the Twitter account, I call him Nostradamus, but I don't really know what. Nosferatu. Yeah, no, Nostradamus. Um, <laughs> he said there's a way for Patrick Cantlay and Scotty Scheffler to share the world number one spot this week. Has that ever happened? I don't think so. That would be so sick. I think that it's would like a, be sick. a Cantlay win and like a Scheffler eighth place or something. Would, 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 oh man, would the guy, so then there'd be no number two? I don't know. I'd assume no. They'd, they'd go straight to three. Uh, here's another spoiler alert. If that were to happen, I bet you it breaks the OWGR website. Have you seen that thing? I bet you it cannot handle two number ones. I bet no, you're not allowed no. to enter two number ones. No yeah. chance. So I'm uh, rooting for that this week. Did you see the thing where the OWGR like missed a week? Stop it. When? There was, a, there was like an extra week. They had to release a statement about this. Nosferatu caught it. Because January 1st was on a Sunday, and so they, like, didn't count. I don't know. You'll have to go look at his feed. Like, they didn't count the first week or, the I guess, the 53rd week, if you want to call it, whatever the number was. And so I think after Rom won Tournament of Champions, he didn't – like, nothing happened in the OWGR. I don't know. It was. I was confused by it. I'm not totally sure what happened, but you should go look it up. It's really not, interesting. Not mm. great. Not great no. with the microscope that the OWGR is under. <laughs> I was trying to find it. I can't find it. It's back pretty far. But here's here's the scenario in which there are two number one players in the world. Obviously, according to Nosferatu. If, if Patrick can't lay wins the American Express and Scotty Scheffler finishes solo eighth. Those two could share the number one place in the world rankings and Rory will drop to number three. Now, here's the big caveat, and I hate this caveat. It can change if there are future changes to the field. Oh, I hate that. We have to start the week with that being possible. Yeah. Well, it... But it might change to Scheffler has to finish seventh or ninth or whatever. Okay, that would make me feel True. better. Yeah. yeah, I think I think it will be possible. It's just a matter of what the finishing position is. I will love it if that happens. Yeah, I'm ready for that. It would be weekend. awesome. I need to bet. I'm going to go bet Patrick Cantlay to win and parlay it with whatever exact finishing <laughs> position. First for Scotty Scheffler. I probably can't find that anywhere, but I would absolutely love that. That would be sweet. Yeah. God. Amazing. That'll do it. We will be back on Sunday for a recap of said American Express. Big thanks to producer Troy 
who also does not have that number that Mark texted, so we have no idea who it is, infiltrating the first cut group. Maybe it's Kyle M. Oh, that'd be sick. I'd be stoked to have Kyle M's number. (laughs) (laughs) Patrick McDonald is available at amateur status. Kyle Porter is available at Kyle Porter CBS. You can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut. We'll catch you next time.